Welcome to The Teacher's Loop. I'm Shasta Looper, founder of The Teacher's Loop. I started this little space as an outlet to share the crazy loop most, if not all, teachers experience on a daily basis. From the highs to the lows to the drops out of nowhere that seem to take your breath away at a moment's notice and everything in between, teaching is quite the roller coaster ride. Join me here in this small space for a peek into the world as an educator. I've been on this ride for 19 years and I don't foresee myself hopping off anytime soon. From time to time, I'll ask a friend to join me, more than likely from my EdCamp Greenville group. Together, we will share insight and experiences because there's one thing I've learned on this journey, you can't go it alone and it sure is a lot more fun with friends. If you enjoy the Teacher's Loop podcast, you can also connect with me on Twitter and Instagram at Shasta Looper. You can also connect to my blog space by heading to www.theteachersloop.wordpress.com. Thank you for joining me for episode two of The Teacher's Loop. Today, we are going to be answering the age-old question, why do you stay in education? This is quite the topic in our current political storm and in our society. Teachers are leaving the classroom in droves, but there are many who are staying, and I'm one of them. Thanks for joining me today. This is year 19 for me, 16 years of classrooms and three years of coaching teachers. Every May or June, I'm excited to leave for summer vacation, but when July 1st comes around, I'm always finding myself preparing for the next year. Not because I have to, but because I want to do so. I love every single thing about getting new classrooms ready for a new group of students and families. Inevitably, as the year progresses, there are days where I'm 100% confident I have chosen the right path. Then there are days I leave my classroom in tears, questioning why in the world I ever chose to be a teacher in the first place. If you are an educator, those days could happen in the same week, sometimes in the same eight hours. I have been successful and I have been extremely unsuccessful. You know exactly how I feel because you have experienced it too. We've all watched programs and initiatives come and go and come around again, often with a new name. We've watched districts change focus time after time after time. We've watched the latest and greatest strategies, gurus, methods, and more be shared, and we've been asked to implement every single one of these with fidelity. We've watched recess time shrink, lunch times become silent, and the pile of paperwork on our desk grow to unattainable heights. I've personally been a part of schools that have had effective evaluation systems, schools that had no evaluation systems, and schools that often tweaked evaluation systems to make them say what they wanted to say. I've personally witnessed the increase of testing and the decrease of authentic learning experiences, depending on where I've been in the last 19 years. We've all been in schools with curriculum, with suggested curriculum, and we've been in schools with absolutely nothing to support our instruction. I've taught in schools where teachers were driven by the textbooks and schools where teachers were driven by the standards, as well as schools where instruction was driven by the test. To say the least, in my career, 
I've seen a lot. But every single time I come back August bright and bushy-tailed, that isn't the case for some educators. For some, all of the stuff gets to them and they choose to leave the profession, sometimes for good. I have had the opportunity in the last three years to be a part of an important conversation in the state of South Carolina. I've joined with public school advocates, state superintendents, college professors, and others to talk about how South Carolina specifically can attract quality teachers, but also how we can retain them. I'm always excited to be a part of these types of conversations and brainstorm solutions to an ever-growing teacher shortage problem. It's not unique to my state, and I'm sure that you find your state in a very similar situation. If you look around our country, teachers are leaving the field at an alarming pace. College prep programs are not keeping up with that shortage. If a teacher makes it past year five, the likelihood of that teacher staying for the long haul is pretty good. But somewhere in that three to five year mark, teachers are fleeing classrooms. This whole situation has me thinking about my own path. Why do I stay in education when the job becomes extremely impossible? I thought it would be a very simple answer, but in truth, it's not. It's hard to craft into words that will make sense to anyone. But when I think about leaving, it physically hurts. I can't imagine not being a teacher. It is so much a part of who I am. I don't do it for the pay or for the perks, because we all know there aren't many. I don't do it for the recognition or the accolades. But there's a multitude of faces that cloud my vision over the last 19 years when I think about why I stay in my classroom. Faces of very specific students. The Kayleys, the Caseys, and the Jessies from my very first year where I had absolutely no clue what I was doing. The Hunters, Calebs, and Trevors from my private school experience. The Nathans, the Corys, the Chloes, the Elliots, and the Masons. The Nates, the Mary Graces, the Zacks, and the Charlies from my most recent classrooms. Those faces, when I think about them, are why I remain in the classroom. I've come to realize, though, that in every single conversation I have participated in about the teacher shortage, I've rarely heard anyone discussing anything about students. Now, don't get me wrong. I know we are in a crisis of a teacher shortage, but 99% of those conversations are focused on what teachers need. It made me wonder if we really need to stop and flip the switch and think about what do our students need? So I've done just a little bit of brainstorming, kind of thinking from the point of view of a student, and I've come up with four ideas that I think are pretty critical. Number one, students need teachers who have mental clarity. All of the stuff that we are bombarded with on a daily basis is overwhelming. Paperwork takes up so much time during my day and after school that sometimes the last thing that I am able to think about is really what my students need. It's more about, I have this deadline to get reading benchmarks done in. Oh, I have to do um, writing benchmarks. I have to get my lesson plans finished for class. All of those little things cloud my memory, cloud my brain, and I lack the mental clarity that I need some days. Number two, students need teachers who are truly supported by administration. 
I have been extremely fortunate in my career, and for the majority of that time, I have had very supportive administrators. There have been some that have not been, and I have felt the burden of that. If teachers are not supported by administration, there is often a fear or a reluctance to do what is truly best for students. Sometimes that means going off of the written plans and really listening to your kids. It also may mean that you postpone a lesson because there needs to be an interjection of fun into a week that's been stressful for students. Sometimes that means that teachers need a mental health day just to wrap their mind around what's really going on in their classroom. Number three, students need teachers who have time to take care of themselves. I am a workaholic by nature, and there are many days where I'm in my classroom from 6.30 in the morning until 6 at night. That leaves very little time for me to actually take care of myself. I find myself usually on Saturdays or Sundays taking a nap or maybe going to get my nails done, but it leaves very little time for exercise and even really eating healthy. Teachers experience secondary trauma. Teachers carry the burden of their students into their living rooms and their lives outside of school. There are tears that are shed, sleep that is lost, and heartache that is paralyzing as we worry about many of our students outside of school. Taking time to recharge and rest is critically important to being the teacher students need. Number four, students need teachers who are respected by our society. It's not easy being a teacher in 2019. The news is often riddled with negative stories about educators across our country and the poor decisions that are being made in some situations, but that is a gross generalization of what teachers really do. There are so many things teachers have to think about in their classroom on a daily basis or after school determining whether books are appropriate for their students to read. Did I handle that discipline issue the way I needed to? Will I get an angry parent calling me because of a test grade? Our words are often misinterpreted and misconstrued. Many times teachers aren't listened to and we have to succumb to blatant disrespect, not just from our students, but sometimes from the parents. There was a day when teachers were revered, but it's not 2019. It's taxing on educators every single day to know that our profession is not respected in many regards. If we expect students to become better, we have to be better for our teachers. Students are better because of teachers. And if teachers receive what they need, then our students will ultimately win. Thank you so much for joining me today on The Teacher's Loop. I look forward to hearing your comments and joining you again for another episode of The Teacher's Loop. Don't forget to find me on Twitter and Instagram. See you soon.